0: Now I mentioned the Australian Open for the first time it starts on a Sunday. It's something we've seen at Roland Garris for the French Open for many years. I saw Craig Tiley was talking about, you know, trying to stop matches at 4am or something or other. I'm not too sure. I just think it's another day for the broadcasters. But there's a full dance card there in Melbourne for day one of the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic will be on tonight. And our man Roger Rashid's there. He's on the line. Hey, Roger. Morning, guys. How are we? We're really day, well, man. thanks. So, Stewie and I got the schedule out before for day one, mm. and there were so many names and so many matches on it. I just handed it to Stewie and said, "Here, Stewie, can yep. you handle the yep. schedule for day one and the tennis?" So, Roger, we're now handing it, handing it to you. <laughs>
1: uh, well, the 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 reality is it's uh, it's a big it's a big lineup. You know, you look Huge. on uh, you look you look on Rod Laver Arena. And day one is yeah, it's different. It's Sunday, but uh, look, there's been activity and activation all the way on Melbourne Park at Melbourne Park for the last week, so we've had some some great uh, great nights there, and so the tennis is uh, well and truly underway. It actually it's a bit of a festival which starts uh, definitely before the actual uh, first balls hit in anger, uh, or, or well in competitive spirit. Let's put it that way. Um, so uh, look, so it's it's a it's been yeah we had Kids Day here yesterday. We had a lot of families around. There it was it's a great little it's a great energy. There's no doubt about that. If you if you happen to be in Melbourne and, uh, you know, we open up with Yannick Sinner, who's, who's definitely, you know, on on Rod Laver in at 12 o'clock and he's one of the, you know, the top four favorites. He hasn't won a major yet, but finished off the year very strongly, beat Novak um, in the, in the um, round robin at the end of year world tour finals. And so, Um, coached by Darren Cahill, so for the last 12 months, so there's been a real big shift in his tennis and the way he he goes about, uh, and he's, and he's now about, now putting himself in a chance to, to win one of these things. So he opens up, uh, then Maria Sakari, uh, she's a, she's a number eight seed, she, she follows that. So there's no, so there's a a change in scheduling. There's two matches on, on, uh, on the day session and then two matches on the night session, so, uh, that's a shift in what we've uh, generally been used to. So it's a, there, there is a there is a, a, a different feel to the uh, scheduling, the way it
2: sits. Just you know, I was going to talk about that. It's a 15-day tournament as opposed to 14. Usually it starts on the yep. Monday. It's now starting on the Sunday. The the discussion is to take away those late-night, you know, and we've had some epic matches that finish at 3 and 4 in the morning and stuff like that. Um, does it really make a difference other than being a day longer?
1: It uh, gives gives the fans more entertainment. I mean, you you know if you if you're here yeah, in Melbourne, correct. You're here on a, you're here on a you know you're already here on a Sunday, uh, so it's 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 you know it gives it you know someone like so the players that play on a on a Sunday now well, they'll have they'll have that extra day to recover as well. So mm. I'd be putting my if I was a player I'd be putting my hand up for Sunday start uh, for sure. And so I guess there's there's one more day of the festival, and uh, why not? you know it's uh, the players are here you're ready you know you know you're not you know you're not you've already fine tuned you've had the matches of the you know great leading around the the country this uh, this summer's been fantastic in all parts of uh, Australia we've had some incredible tennis leading up so just finishing off in Adelaide and Hobart so um so it's actually you know I don't I don't find it's um I just think it's more value uh for you know for tennis and tennis fans and sports fans if they're uh, you know if there's that extra day uh, that's brilliant
0: I think you're 100% right, Roger. I, I think here we are. It's a Sunday. There's not a lot going on sport-wise around the nation. Bang, put the Australian Open. Get it underway. Hey, Roger, let's talk about what you think might happen. It's easy to say Novak. He's won, <laughs> he's won 10 of them. Do you want to start with the men?
1: What do you think about uh, the men? Yeah, let's go for it. In the men, I mean, obviously, you know, Novak, I think, you know, where where do you start? Where do you, you stop with Novak? I mean, he's he's you would have said you're in your prime a bit earlier. Uh, he's still in his prime and, you know, he's he made all four major finals last year. So mm-hmm. you come in as uh, really, for me, you come in as a red hot favorite, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, he's, he, we've seen him play some tennis uh, in the United Cup. Um, you know, Alex beat him there, but, you know, there's nothing, you, f- you forget about all of those. If you remember 12 months ago, uh, Novak was in Adelaide and, so and, you know, potentially suffered a, which they thought was, you know, more than a centimetre or t- a two hamstring tear. Um, and no one thought he might continue on for the Aussie Open. So he goes out and, and you know, and gets through there and wins. So I think Novak sits there with um, Carlos Alcaraz, Yannick Sinner and Medvedev. So, you know, three of those four, the other two, two of the three have won majors. So um, Alcaraz obviously the young 20-year-old who's who's brilliant for the game. Um, and he's youthful. He's, you know, he's had some great heroes to, and mentors to follow in the Dale. We're unfortunate that he's not there. And so they're my, they're probably the four that sit on the the dinner table together. Uh, mm-hmm. one's the captain and the other three are, uh, uh, they're taking orders at the moment. <laughs> but, but you never know. Um, and then, you know, then there's a few other players. Verev, uh, Dmitrov wins in Brisbane. Um, Holger Runa, who's a youngster who's trying to, you know, he wants to be the number one player in the world. He's he's chasing that. He's got a fair way to go, but, um, you know, he'll get to the second week. And we've got Alex, obviously, here locally. Um, and I'm expecting Alex to get to, to the second week. He's, I mean, top 10 in the world. How good's that, by, yeah. by oh, the way? Awesome. Um, it's, it's just an awesome achievement, um, you know, when you're talking about a global sport and and um, and what he's been able to achieve. So he's top 10 in the world. He comes into this. Um, you know, he should get to the fourth round for sure into to the second week. When I say that, you've got to beat your, what's in front of you. And then he gets a chance to play uh, Rublev. And uh, I, I actually f- seriously think, you know, Rublev's the fifth seed. Uh, I, said, I think it's a great fifth seed to be playing. So, um, you know, he's got an opportunity. Don't be surprised if he sits in the quarterfinals and, and possibly coming up against uh, someone like Yannick Sinner. So a lot of work to do, obviously, but that's where I, I see the... Uh, the men's side of the draw and the women's, we've got Schwantek, who's number one seed. Uh, you know, hasn't, um, her form's always going to be there and about. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Rabarkin is mind, who, who I like, Rabarkin. I like her, the way she goes about it. Uh, she's, you know, she's won, she won majors. Uh, she's on that side of the draw. So um, there's the potentially, potentially look after it, get each other in the semifinals. Ostapenko winning in Adelaide. She's in the top 10. She's been there. She's won a major. She won the French Open. Um, so it's interesting. Schwantek is number one seed. She's got she's got uh, Kennan, who was a, a winner of the Australian Open. You might remember her, Sophia Kennan uh, from America. Uh, she's that's the first round opponent. And then you've got Danielle Collins, who's been Australian Open finalist. And you've got Angie Kerber, who's a, who's been a former world number one and Grand Slam champion uh, multiple times. So they're in, that, they're the first four names that were uh, were picked out of the draw. So quite some of the sections are quite. Um, are quite interesting so that's that half of the, the draw and then I'm, then I'm expecting Coco Goff, probably the youngster who's the current US Open champion to win uh, to win through her uh, so her quarter uh, there's a potential excitement uh, an exciting match in the first round with Naomi Osaka who's come back after now now becoming a mum she plays uh, Garcia Caroline Garcia from France who was top 10 player in the world so that's a first round match which you you're excited to watch if you're a fan um, and the current Australian Open champion Sabalenka, so it could be Goth Sabalenka in the semis. Uh, that's that's what the form says, um, you know, especially ending ending the year. But uh, there's a lot of what I like about the women's side of the, the draw and, the, and their and their event is I could probably give you eight names, and you know, and they've all got a legitimate reason to to uh, potentially win the Australian Open. So it's it's actually really exciting watching that unfold. Um, in the men's we're probably a little bit more structured up. Um, yes, there's some opportunities and some great players and the thickness on both sides is enormous, but um, you know, you feel like uh, it's gonna come from, you know, a small handful.
2: What's your tip for the men's and the women's? Can you go <laughs> past Novak? Uh
1: I I just you just have to. You have to you have to be riding Novak. I think if you're you know, even even if you're not a fan of Novak, I think yeah. you ride you know, you ride right on that uh you're right on that carriage there and and um i'm going to lean with Rebecca who I watched play she won mm-hmm. Brisbane um i like the way she goes about her tennis i think the court suits her um and she's i don't mind her draw getting through um so yeah so i'll i'll lean there
0: and i got to ask you mate about Naomi Osaka like She's a good story. Uh, Like her appearance at the Brisbane International was fantastic. She was honest about, she'd fallen out of love with tennis. She's loving the fact that people are cheering her. She, she, you know, had some problems just dealing with the fame and everything, but she and Caroline Wozniacki
1: are sort of comeback stories in the women's draw, Mm. aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, Absolutely. Wozniacki's, you know, is, is a great, you know, is a great story. She obviously watched Wozniacki. She's had, you know, she's, had kids she's sit there she's watched uh, she made a comment saying that Serena at her best nobody beats her still mm. um, you know I feel like Ash Barty still out here at the moment is clearly the number one player in the world um, you know if she was still playing though, yeah. clearly um, I, I think there's still a golf uh, where she, her tennis was and, and the rest of the game no disrespect to the rest of the game because it's, it's magic uh, You know, when you go to watch women's uh, out there at the moment the depth is enormous athleticism is great um yeah, so, so having Caroline back, uh, it's great for the game. She's a former, you know, this is where she won her first major. Uh, Naomi Osaka, four majors, finals, four wins. Um, you can't get much better than that if you're talking about pedigree. Mm. Uh, and uh, and her status in the game, I mean, every time she turns up there, you know, in her first one, you might remember it was against, um, against Serena at the US Open in a really dramatic fashion. So I think she's had a few, you know, it's hard to it's hard to just turn up and think you understand fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're coming from, you're, you know, from Japan as well and how enormous she is over there. So you've always got to let them breathe and be patient with these players and uh, see how they develop as they mature. And I think Naomi, you know, she's taking another step. So, I'm, And I watched her play in uh, uh, Brisbane, guys. Uh, she hit the ball extremely well, um, moved well, competitive, you know, competitive, wanting to be there. Obviously, time and tell is a small sample size, but um, I feel like she's going to be dangerous. And, and we've got 16 Aussies in the draw uh, as well, which is uh, was exciting as well. So a lot to lot to look through and uh, sift through for Australian fans to be able to get on the courts there and, and watch the Australians play. There's uh, there's a big group of them. We're going to have some success. There's no doubt about that. Some some tough tough matches in there, but uh, we, we're definitely going to have quite a few. Players that can make their way into the second and the third round. So I'm looking forward to watching and see what that unfolds. Roger, the Australian Open
2: always know um, there's a couple of new players every year. You, you hear from someone or someone from overseas that you've never heard of, or comes through and does something great. Is there anyone that you know we, you would have heard of, but maybe some of our listeners wouldn't have?
1: Uh, gee, there's there's a there's a couple of uh, oh there's at the moment there's you know it's interesting when you're watching. When you're watching the young youngsters play i mm. don't think we're going to get um anyone that's going to turn up and there's the only one is miran driva on the women's side she's 16. Yeah, right. um she's a real excitement machine she's young uh she's really competitive good size about 174 center 75 centimeters uh strong athletic um so if you're looking at the women's side of things, I think someone like her—if uh, you have a—you have a, know—if you get get a chance to have a look at her, that's uh, that's where I would be leaning on the women's side. And the men's side's a little trickier because when you're looking at youth, mm. um, you know, Alcaraz is twenty. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's one of the problems. There's the youth if you want to, if you want to look at the youth, and and the reality is it's just not it's not common anymore in the in the in the men's game to be able to turn yeah, up right. at a young age and and be you know, be that be someone who's dominant. That's why what Alcaraz has done, what Rune has done, he's twenty one, he's young. Um, you know, so that these guys are young yeah. um, and they're and they're playing and they're uh, they're going extremely well so already. But they're they're the I don't think we're going to get a bolter that comes out and uh, does anything here. So um, yeah, so I think the the men are already there, but the on on, Drever, on the um, on the female side, she's she's excited to watch. I look I'm looking forward to seeing her progress over the next twelve months because one thing's to get in the tournament in these, you know, when you turn up and you're young and you turn up, first twelve months is quite, um, you know, or six months is quite interesting for you because you're the unknown. You get on the court, everyone's a bit, you know, a bit surprised by your uh, your journey, and then and then you're viewed, you know, and and then they, you know, players start to hone in and take a little bit more uh, notice of how you go about things. So it gets a little trickier the second second year around for the majority of players on the tour. So I'm I'm always almost interested in watching the. Uh, the players that make their mark on the tour in year one, um, see what happens in year two because there's a lot more, um, lot more balls in there. I think in year two,
0: it's fascinating. You say that, Roger, about the young players, and I sort of sat here as as you were talking about it, thought about it. Thought, well, your man Leighton did it, um, and you were coaching Leighton. Then there were the big three, like sort of Leighton yep. sort of beat them to the kick yep. a little bit as this young precocious player. And, yeah. and, and then the big three came, and you're right. There, there has been a dearth of the prodigy, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, well, it's been tricky. I mean, Leighton obviously was was you know came in really young and came in early, did did amazing. Um, and, and you know you, you had a lot of players before him as well coming at young ages. But um, obviously, everyone sort of saw Roger and knew once Roger sort of crystallised and got his game organised. You know, when you've got a when you've got options. Mm. That run through the alphabet. It takes you a bit longer to structure up. Yeah, yeah. You know? So because so, Le- you know, Leighton got... was better than Roger to start with, and yeah, uh, same age, same but, age, uh, uh, same age. They competed against each other. Had good, but you know, Leighton was you know, was, if you look at so it's pretty simple in terms. If you look at the a uh, person that's got so many different uh, so many different weapons at their at their in front of them, it takes them, and they're young. It takes them a lot longer to find out what's best to use, when, and how do I structure up my game and what is my game? Mm. Um, you know, so it's like the big server, big forehand. They, you know, they, those guys, like a Mark Philippousis, you know, they, they learnt one style, but they didn't really learn defence. Mm. Uh, so they get taught that later, or they try and get taught that later, whereas Leighton uh, was smaller in stature, had to play virtually every point. So your court craft and your, your guile around big points and how to stay in the points, your percentages that sort of that's the first thing that you learn so your defensive skills all those sort of things so and then Leighton you know was quite offensive you know we had some big transitions in in the way he won points uh, might not yeah. be his naked eye but there were some real big outcomes in the way he did that so and then he was very relevant but he was number two behind Roger uh you know and, and that's no yeah you know and Roger was beating everybody at that point um and you know and and then then you've got Novak and, and Rafa, and they do their thing. And, and other players came through Grigor Dimitrov, who I coached as a young kid, a 19, 20 year old, for, you know, you got to, you know, we're able to get to, you get to three or four in the world, five in the world, and you're hovering those single digits there. But, you know, no Roger wasn't letting you win. Novak and Rafa, they weren't letting you pass. You yeah. know, they were the gatekeepers for a, a long time. Yeah,
2: correct.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's a, so it's been, there's been a, a decade and a half of players uh, that, weren 't allowed in, and then also, in my opinion there were there are a lot of players that felt oh well, we can 't get in we we'll, we'll, our push won 't be as intense as it probably would have been if there was some you know if, if they saw some room but they uh, there, were, yeah, right. there were some players i some players I thought would be could have been guys that could have pushed, but they didn 't really uh, they decided to take a, a more comfortable route road okay that's
0: fascinating yeah. absolutely fascinating hey Roger, thanks so much for your help mate we 'll hear you on the station and plenty of other places who are you commentating for down there
1: actually who are you not commentating for down there in the next two weeks <laughs> no, no. So, so I've got we've got the world broadcast that happens on as well that, then yep. that, that obviously hits nine as well so they take it you know nine take a, a, Bits a bit pieces, of their, yeah. their own and whatever so you sort of you cover it you get across all sorts of platforms and then uh, and I'm also doing some uh, – ABC Radio actually also do live broadcasting, so they call ball play-by-play, which is actually quite – I don't know if you've ever listened to radio commentary. Oh, yeah. To honest, but, uh, it's, he goes through his forehand, cool. he
0: comes across to the backhand, backhand, yeah, down pretty, the line, forehand,
1: down the line. Yeah, well, there you go. You've got it. So, <laughs> so it's actually quite it's, – it's quite good because if you sit there and you're, and you're not in front of a – you know, and you're not in front of a screen, uh, to, to do that mm. is actually quite good. You have, you have a bit more – uh, time for some discussion as well You know yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit Sort of cricket like If you know what I mean You can have yeah. some discussion um, So some good stories told as well So a little bit of that And um, yeah Got a few other things That are going on But uh, Beautiful. it's a busy two weeks You wake up early You go to the gym You get sorted out And uh, <laughs> you try You try and keep You try and keep on top of things For the, the next 12 hours That you're at the tennis The oh, day one's yeah. going to be Pretty Mate, exciting We'll look forward to Look forward to the fortnight
2: Exactly What colour pastel Are you putting
1: on your shirt tonight? Uh, I'm in I'm just in the black Okay. So, yeah, well, i go- coming out strong in day one You always look strong in day one I like the strong colours in at majors <laughs> I always try to get my players to wear strong colours so. <laughs> just, just don't uh, forget Do a few
2: push-ups before you go on screen Get, yeah, those, no, get those arms bulging out It's all been done
1: uh, <laughs>
0: Good on you Roger, thanks so much for your help mate See you boys, good thanks day, for man. having me on